Hey guys, I don't know if you guys have seen these um, First Amendment auditors. Uh, they go out and they uh, record uh, things that they can see in public, um, from usually from the sidewalk. They go out and they film anything from like post offices to uh, military buildings, FBI buildings, things like that. Which basically what they're doing is a protective First Amendment um, activity, and it's it's not against the law, um, but. I find it interesting because lots of times, you know, uh, people call the cops on these individuals and the, the police departments, they respond. Um, in some of the videos, you know, the cops are pretty cool and, uh, you know, they just ask, Hey, what you're doing? The person explains what they're doing and, uh, the officer breaks contact and leaves. Um, but in a lot of the videos I've seen where officers, uh, definitely overstep you know, ask for ID right away. Um, the individual says, you know, there's no crime being committed here. You know, it's not against the law. What they're doing is a protected activity um, that's been upheld by the Supreme Court. And a lot of times, you know, the cops really don't care. Um, you know, they're, they really push and push and push. I've seen uh, instances where uh, cops have detained individuals, um, handcuffed them. Um, I mean, there was one video where um, I believe the the guy was with a uh, group called First Amendment Strike Force, um, a group of auditors, and uh, he was detained for like 20 minutes. And uh, he was filming a police department from the sidewalk. And, uh, you know, the sergeant comes out, tells his officer, hey, take that guy out of the cuffs. Um, sergeant even knew who he was. But just that 20 minute interaction uh, cost that city's taxpayers $41,000. Which, you know, is it's kind of ridiculous that um, ultimately, you know, we are stuck, um, you know, footing the bill for bad officers. Um, and again, you know, I don't want, um, you know, people to think that, you know, I'm here, uh, you know, bashing law enforcement because uh, I am not. Um, what this discussion is about is accountability. And I feel like you know, there is no real serious conversation about accountability. Um, obviously, on this, on the, um, you know, f from the standpoint of the citizens, which we are definitely accountable for our actions and how, you know, things that we do. But more importantly, um, the accountability of police officers who are held to a higher standard because, you know, again, they take an oath to the Constitution and to uphold the Constitution. Um, and if they, you know, violate our rights as citizens, that's definitely overstepping. And, uh, you know, you, we see this every single uh, day, you know, now that, you know, there are literally millions of, ca uh, of cameras because everyone's phone is a camera. Um, you know, you're seeing these videos uploaded every single day. There's a new video of some sort of interaction. Uh, if it's not from the, what happened to the uh, military officer in Virginia, when the officers couldn't see uh, the tags on the back of his car, he decided to, uh, instead of being, instead of pulling over on a dark highway, he drove into a well-lit gas station, which is recommended by law enforcement, not only for your safety, but for their own safety on a dark highway. Um, you know, and he drove with his hazards on, but they felt the need to have guns drawn. Um, and, uh, you know, so, it's instances like that where, you know, it's, it's, where's the accountability? And a lot of times, um, you know, there is no investigation because, 
you know, not until the uh, tapes released. Um, and that's pretty sad because uh, you see that with, with countless uh, interactions where there's uh, police brutalities involved is that there is no investigation by the chief or internal affairs or prosecutors until some sort of tape is uh, surfaced and there's public outcry. Um, it almost feels like, you know, a lot of this is, um, uh, you know, covered up. Um, but, you know, I don't want to think that way. Um, but uh, there definitely needs to be, you know, accountability um, for officers. Um, you know, I've seen videos where uh, there are individuals who uh, open carry uh, or constitutional carry in, you know, certain states. Uh, and uh, it's the law says that they can open carry. Um, you know, someone's just walking. He's got his, you know, his handgun or whatever. And again, um, you know, I'm going to say that, you know, I'm all for people's rights. Uh, I'm not a gun guy. But if you live in a state where it's, you know, you can constitutionally carry, by all means. Um, but again, I go back to, um, you know, describing one of the videos that I saw where an individual was, you know, just standing around, you know, I believe he was waiting for his wife. Um, and, uh, you know, someone saw him, he had his gun on his hip. Um, obviously, you know, they say, you know, uh, if you see something, say something. So someone called the police, which is fine. Uh, the police showed up, but of course, you know, right away, they started asking him for his, uh, for his identification. Um, which is not legal in that you know in that state. Uh, most states actually you uh, don't have to identify unless you've uh, committed a crime or if the officer suspects you of committing a crime. Um, but again, they uh, pushed and pushed and pushed, and uh, you know they detained this individual, put cuffs on him. The officers actually went in his pocket, took his ID. Um, it wasn't until a sergeant came there and basically told his officers that they were wrong for what they did, um, and. Uh, Again, this guy, you know, ended up suing the city and uh, I believe it was like in the hundreds of thousands of dollars was the settlement. Um, but there are numerous interactions and videos like that online. And uh, it's just, you know, it's truly sad to see. Um, and it kind of leads me to, you know, where people are talking about, you know, defunding the police, which I think is that's not a smart idea. Um, however, you know, you can restructure how you fund the police. Um, you know, do you think that the police department should be, um, responding to mental illness, illness, uh, calls, for instance? I do not. Um, I think they should have, um, you know, people who are properly trained in that field to ride along. And, uh, you know, that goes with training, um, dispatch officers, obviously, um, asking uh, very pertinent questions. Um, do you think this person uh, is mentally ill? Or if it's a family member calling on someone that's mentally ill, um, that they ask, you know, all these uh, important questions. So they know that the officer needs to involve, you know, uh, a mental health professional to ride along or, or meet them at the, you know, at the uh, residence uh, that, you know, the call is being made to. Um, you know, it's little things like that that will obviously make, um, you know, law enforcement jobs easier because cops are not trained to deal with uh, with these type of folks. Um, uh, but just flat out say, you know, defund the police. That's just it's, you know, 
it, it's not going to happen and nor should it. Um, you know, it's, I mean, you can compare it to say, you know, that, you know, uh, education in this country, you know, um, isn't, you know, all that great, but should you defund schools? No. Um, you just restructure them. You know, when schools fail, uh, they restructure them and they find out why they failed or why they're not doing well. And they restructure if it's either getting rid of some, some folks or starting a new, but it's restructured. And the same thing can be said with certain police departments. I mean, if there are lots of, you know, um, brutality cases or shady things going on, um, obviously something needs to be restructured, um, you know, not to flat out defund them, but start anew. Um, and that's the conversation I think that, you know, people should have and politicians should have instead of jumping on this bandwagon of just completely defund them or abolish uh, the police departments. I mean, that's crazy. Um, you know, uh, but also at the same time, uh, officers have to realize that, you know, they took an oath to the, to the constitution and that they can't just violate our rights. Um, and you know, that's leads me to transition to, you know, us as citizens, um, where we need to demand that our rights are not violated, um, and use those rights, because if you don't use them, you will lose them. And that's a great, you know, a great thing about this country are the rights that, you know, the founding fathers um, gave uh, to, to us as citizens, um, that, you know, you should exercise these rights. And just because someone's in a, a place of authority, does not give them the right to take those rights from you, as long as you're doing something that's lawful, mind you. Um, but you know, there's such a divide in this country um, that it's easy for our rights to be trampled because we are not sticking together. Um, you know, we are divided along political lines, racial lines, gender lines, um, which, you know, uh, it's a divide and conquer, um, you know, and it's unfortunately, you know, it's splitting us apart where it makes it, it does make it easier for our rights to be trampled. Um and, uh, you know, sometimes I think that, you know, people, if they step back from their camps that they've, you know, embedded themselves in and they think, just think critically that what rights are being trampled by one group can easily be done onto you. Um, because again, you know, authority, you know, mainly, you know, police departments and officers, things, you know, uh, law enforcement, um, they're, they're, they're an extension, um, of authority of the government. And, uh, you know, if the government's telling us that we're free, then we should be free. But if you have an extension of said government that, um, you know, wants to ask for ID, if you're not committing a crime or ask for ID, if you're just in a neighborhood or, uh, ask for ID, if you're open carrying in a state where it's perfectly legal or ask for ID, uh, if you're walking around your home or ask for ID because they think you look like someone that may or may not have a warrant, you know, it's again, you know, it's a slippery slope um, where people are OK that one group's rights are being violated because it will happen to the other group um, because it's uh, it's been justified, um, you know, so. You know, um, I mean, you know, we've seen countless police brutality uh, 
videos against African Americans in this country. But I've also seen um, videos of, you know, whites in this country um, being beaten up uh, by by the police. Um, it happens. It, it happens. Um, now, granted, um, you know, is there a same public outcry? Uh, no. Um, which is sad um, because, but that brings me back to, you know, that divide. Um, you know, you see an African-American being beaten by a white officer and, uh, you know, there is a huge public outcry. Uh, you see uh, an officer, um, you know, if it's a white officer beating up a, uh, you know, a white citizen, there really isn't that much of public outcry. There's outrage, but not as much if it was, you know, a, uh, an African-American uh, individual um, being beaten. And, you know, that's, and like I said, that is sad, um, but that's because, you know, we've gone into, we've gone into our camps and, uh, you know, instead of banding together and saying, hey, look, each one of those instances carry the same weight. And that's what we need to do. Um, you know, we need to not be fooled um, and not uh, fall for the for the trick of um, being divided. Um, you know, and uh, and in some of my other, you know, some of my other, you know, future podcast, you know, I will definitely be discussing, so I have to do more research on it, but I will be discussing about why, you know, and how this divide came about, um, historically. Um, but, you know, our rights are something that's very sacred and, uh, you know, we should not give them up, um, and we should definitely use them. And, uh, you know, and we should not, we shouldn't give them up in place of, uh, security, because I truly believe that, you know, um, after nine eleven, you know, we definitely gave up some of our freedoms for security. And, you know, that is why law enforcement feel so brazen to say, hey, give me your ID. Let me see ID. You know, even though a crime has not been committed and they have uh, no um no reason to ask for ID because again, you know, people say, I've heard people say, you know, this is not Nazi Germany or this is not, you know, North Korea. But, you know, when things like that are okay, when an officer says, Hey, let me see your ID, even though no crime was committed and more and more people just say, okay. Cause I've seen comments on Facebook. People say, well, if you just gave them your ID and if we, or if you just com- complied or if you just, and it's like, Yes, but if you just, if you just, if you just think about our rights as a, a beach and, you know, those commands of the ocean and eventually you're just going to keep eroding away, eroding away, eroding away until what are you left with? Um, because if you just comply, if you just, you know, uh, do what you're told, then ultimately what sort of society are we living in? What America are we living in um, if you are just going to comply, even though you have not broken the law and your rights are definitely being trampled on. Um, what's the constitution for? Um, you know, these are the things that we need to start thinking about as citizens. And these are the things that I've been thinking about, um, which is why, you know, I started and, uh, you know, this podcast and I wanted to discuss it because it's been really getting to me. And I hope that, you know, uh, some of you out there that do listen find, you know, what I'm trying to discuss interesting um, because, you know, I will definitely discuss, um, you know, other 
uh, other topics, um, you know, about, you know, social justice, uh, you know, some sort of, you know, some historical context uh, as well. Um, because I find it, you know, it's important that, you know, we step back and we just think critically, um, you know, don't just leap and say, oh, I'm for this or I'm for that. You know, a rational person isn't just one thing. You know, we're multiple things. Um, you know, even if you, you look at, you know, the racial makeup of a person, most people aren't just one thing, you know, they come from different parts of this planet. You know, you're either, you know, you're Irish, you're Italian, or, you know, if you're African American, but you, you know, you roots in from Nigeria or, um, Cameroon or, you know, whatever, you know, no one's usually just one thing, especially in this country, um, in America, because, you know, we are such a melting pot. And I think that, you know, we should not only be diverse in, you know, the ethnic groups, but diverse in our thinking, um, and just, you know, just stand back and just think critically, um, because it's important. And I feel like if we can do that, um, as people, uh, and just tune out everything else, tune out the media, uh, you know, tune out, you know, the radio host, all that other nonsense, just sit back and just say, you know, Hey, what do I have in common with that other guy? Um, you know, uh, is he going to work and busting his butt like I am? Yes. Uh, is she going to work, uh, in order to help raise her kids like I am? Yes. Uh, is that couple, Going to work in order to pay for daycare, keep the lights on, put food on the table, like we are. Yes. So you, if you step, take a step back and just take a look at other folks that you may or may not know, but you find some common ground, then you realize, wow, they're just like me, um, trying to go through the same struggles, um, trying to put food on the table, you know, roof over your head, keep the lights on, pay the mortgage, pay the car. You know, um, and you'll really find some common ground where you can sit down with an individual and, you know, have a beer and say, you know what? Wow. You know, I I thought that you were so different, but really we have such commonalities. And, you know, and again, it's there are certain forces, you know, in this country that don't want us um, to uh, to think that way. Um you know, and, uh, you know, and again, I feel like we should definitely, um, try to reach, uh, across the table and, uh, get to know, you know, our neighbors, um, because it's important. Um, and I'm going to go back to also, you know, it's important that also we, um, don't let our rights be trampled. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, hold people accountable, accountable. Um, if it's law enforcement, uh, if it's individuals, you know, citizens, you know, just our politicians, you know, just keep people, uh, accountable. Um, and that's really, you know, um, what I wanted to get at with, uh, today's, um, podcast was that, you know, um, accountability, you know, um, and, you know, obviously our rights, but, you know, most, importantly, accountability. Um, so, you know, with that being said, you know, um, I hope, you know, you guys enjoyed, um, listening. 
Um, and I hope that it makes, uh, you know, some of you guys um, think uh, critically about maybe uh, a certain way you're feeling or a certain way you're feeling about um, certain groups of people, um, you know, individuals, um, you know, law enforcement, um, politicians, you know, just, you know, just take a step back, think critically, um, you know, and also, again, hold those individuals um, accountable for um, for their actions. Um, but, you know, don't leap in, uh, you know, feet first and just, you know, wave a broad brush. Um, but think critically. Uh, I think that's the most important thing. Definitely just just think critically. Um, and uh, yeah, so hope you guys enjoy. All right. So um, take care.